Welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to do the year ahead forecast for the sign of Scorpio with all of the planetary uh, major transits. And the first planet we are going to be talking about is Mercury. Mercury is the fastest planet and it has a lot to do with communication and commerce and messages so that is our our messenger of the, the of the skies and we're going to kind of squeak out four retrogrades usually it's only about three but it's only going to be four because it's actually moving out of its retrograde period literally january 1st so that's how it's squeaking out the, that this first one um it's, it starts um retrograde period december 13th and and that's going to be in Capricorn, and then it's going to station direct January 1st in Sagittarius, and that's going to play over your third and your second house. So it's going to go into your third house and then back into your second house for this retrograde period. So the third house has a lot to do with, so when it goes into your third house, it has a lot to do with uh, short your community, like, or short travel or early learning, those are the things that Mercury, uh, those are the things that the third house kind of runs. And the second house is your finances and what supports you. So that's where you're going to have things happen. Like, like for early learning, it might be that a, a grade might have to be repeated, or um, you might have to relearn how to do something. Short-term travel, something might go wrong with your car messages, something wrong with your computer, So, or travel, you know, your short-term travel. So those are the kinds of things you can watch out for with Mercury retrogrades in your third house. In your second house is just, you know, those kind of banking things, like you're you're trying to make a deposit and you don't have uh, you know, the proper signatures on it, on a check when you get to the bank or, you know, those kinds of things. So it's, it's, it has to do with finances and the things that you have to redo with those. And from the 1st of April to the 25th of April, Mercury will retrograde in Aries, which is in your sixth house. The sixth house is illness, pets, and those that work for us or with us. Uh, also includes people that are in service-orientated fields. So this can include doctors, nurses, first responders, etc. So this could be something like I've had this where, you know, gone to have um, an X-ray or a scan and, you know, gotten all the way to where it needs to be done and, you know, don't have the paperwork. So I have to backtrack and go get that. Uh, it could also be something to do with co-workers because Mercury's also misunderstandings or communications can be delays. So again, with illness, maybe if you are feeling, you know, there's some new illness, you know, maybe it will take a little bit longer to diagnose. Uh, I've also seen this with people having to go back to get uh, scans redone, like a mammogram. I know a woman who had to get a uh, mammogram redone and it was during a Mercury retrograde in her sixth house. Definitely something to watch out for. And then Mercury will be stationed retrograde um, August 4th uh, in Virgo, and then it will station direct August 28th. So they're not very long periods when Mercury retrogrades. There's really only three, but the shadow period kind of extends it. Um, and it's going to retrograde in uh, Leo in your 11th house and your 10th house. So when it goes into to retrograde in, well, the, the, the 10th house and the 11th house, the 10th house is what you're known for. 
uh, the, it could be your career in what you are, could be famous for. You could be a bank robber and, and be famous. Mm-hmm. And this would be show up in your, in your 10th house. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, a good house. It's just what you're known for. The 11th house is your friends and, and associations and, um, associates. So this, the retrograde would, would happen in those houses in Virgo in Leo. And, um, so when it goes into Virgo, those are the, the groups and associations where you might have to redo some things as well as in the 10th house, you might have to redo some things in your, as far as your career is, is concerned. And from the 25th of November to the 15th of December, Mercury will be retrograde in Sagittarius, which is your second house. So that is your personal finances, income and resources. So this can be as simple as, you know, making sure that you're not double billed for something or, you know, that um, you're not double charged for something, that if you're using cash, you're getting the correct change. Or as Donna said, you know, maybe you've gone to deposit a check and, you know, something's not quite right or, you know, check your pay stubs. Maybe you're not paid correctly because it is a house of income. But, yeah, just... Those are the sorts of matters that may be prone to error. Uh, can also be delays. So maybe if you're waiting for money, uh, that's going to be just your money, not shared finances and that, or other people's money, but your money coming to you that you've earned, you know, there may be a delay in that for whatever reason. And then Venus, the next planet out from the sun, because Mercury is the first one, Venus is the second one, and she is called the bright one. She's the benefic. She is the um called the bright one in the sky, as far as 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 her her name is is concerned. She's uh benefic, as I mentioned, and she's in charge of love, the social kind of aspects of our life, as well as beauty, art, and uh, the comforts. So, um. That is all about Venus, and she will be ingressing into your third house in Capricorn, January 23rd. And in your third house, you should get a a benefic kind of feeling, um, you know, around early learning or your siblings, your uh, car, uh, or, you know, your your short transportation. Yeah, those are kind of things. So those are nice things for you can expect in your third house. And from February 16th to March 11th, Venus will be in Aquarius in your fourth house. The fourth house is our family, most particularly our parents. It's our home and living situation and real estate matters. It also covers things like heritage and other things like that. So yeah, this may be just a really nice time. Uh, spent harmoniously with parents or family it may be just whoever you're living with it may be just a nicer time you may be interested in beautifying where you live whether that's uh you know huge redecoration or just buying some throw cushions or new curtains or whatever or you could benefit through say parents or through real estate matters and then venus will move on march 11th will move into pisces into your fifth house and the fifth house is the house where venus has her joy number one number two she's exalted here so you are gonna she you really should have a lot of positivity around those things of whether they're in in the fifth house is the house of of what you create that could be your children uh, art that you're working on or even hobbies and things that you do for for fun so you should definitely have a lot of fun starting march between march 11th and april 4th that's when 
Venus will be in Pisces and this is going to be a really good time. She's got, she's got two good um, aspects to, to give her strength in this house. So in your fifth house is a really nice house for her to be for you. Yes, very nice. From April 4th to April 29th, Venus will be in Aries, which is your sixth house. The sixth house is uh, people that work for us, employees or people that you may have some uh, supervisory position over. It includes co-workers sometimes. It includes service to others. So that can include professions such as doctors, nurses, first responders, etc., illness and pets. So you may benefit in some way through a co-worker or, or an employee or a pet, or your relationship with co-workers or employees may be more harmonious, or you may be of service to others. Maybe, you know, you're volunteering or just helping out maybe not only a sense of uh, fulfillment for helping others but maybe there's an actual like with Venus she does bring good things it doesn't necessarily mean you know something massive but it might be just you know appreciation or you know some little gift or something because sometimes Venus can bring gifts uh, in Aries she's not the strongest because Aries is ruled by Mars so she's relying on Mars when she's in Aries, but, um, you know, certainly allow her to um, put some energy into that house. Because yes, she can be a fighter as well. And then when Venus moves into Taurus, your seventh house on April 29th, this is the house of the other. So this is the house where good things can happen around the one-on-one -on -one relationships that you have in your life, like a spouse or, a, you know, a co-worker, you know, not a co-worker, but a best friend or a partner in business, or even a dentist or a doctor. Like if you've been trying to get, you know, a certain hairdresser, you can, you might be able to get an appointment uh, when you, when you need it around anytime after April 29th to May 23rd, when Venus is in your seventh house. Mm -hmm. And from May 23rd to June 17th, Venus will be in Gemini. This is your eighth house of other people's money. So you may benefit in some way through topics such as inheritances, maybe a spouse's money, maybe they've received a bonus at work or come into some money and you get to share in the bounty. It can also include things like debts, loans, taxes, insurances, so it could be you're actually getting a refund from the tax department rather than the uh, money you thought you might have to pay or nothing at all. It could be you've applied for a loan and you weren't sure if you're going to get it, but you get it and maybe you're offered a little bit more perhaps. But for whatever reason, things usually go a lot smoother when Venus is in the house. And uh as it's in your eighth house of other people's money, that's where you're likely to benefit at this time. Very nice to look forward to. And then June 17th, uh, Venus will move into Cancer. This is your ninth house of, you know, higher education, publishing, law, esoteric subjects, philosophy, the things that you, you, you this is the bigger scale of, of how you, you run your life. These are, you should get a benefit from, Either if you are in college, you might be graduating or you might get some kind of award, you know, at your school. 
this is or you or a class might have opened up that you are wanting wanting to take or you know you just might get some kind of benefic quality when it comes around those esoteric subjects and from july 11th to august 4th venus will be in leo in your 10th house the 10th house is your career and public reputation this can include your career your work your uh, bosses because it's also the house of authorities so you may just really be getting along with everyone in the workplace which would be nice for some there may actually be romance whether that's with someone you know through work it could possibly be a boss or something because as i said the 10th house is the house of authority figures you may get some like bonus at work or maybe you're recognized or rewarded in some fashion it could be because it's not just work it's as we said uh what you're known for or public reputation you know maybe you're getting married at this time or receiving an honor or reward from it could be from anything you know maybe you do some community service and that's being recognized you know that's separate from your work or it could be anything but yes when um, venus is in the 10th house for whatever reason your public reputation is likely to just be sweetened and uh yeah maybe a bit of reward and recognition it's to look forward to and then august 4th venus will be moving into virgo this is your 11th house and the 11th house is you know the groups and associations your hopes and dreams so you should be getting a benefit in your 11th house through us through your your friends and associates this is a it's a nice house isn't as strong as she could be she's uh strong in taurus uh pisces and in Libra, this is not it. So, mm. but you should still be able to get a benefit. Mm -hmm. From August 29th to September 22nd, Venus will be in Libra. This is a sign that she rules. So she's very strong here. This is in your 12th house though, which is a little bit of a difficult house. The 12th house is often called the house of our undoing. So this can include things like self-defeating habits or addictions. It's secret and hidden matters, but it can also be places of retreat or just, you know, behind the scenes uh, stuff going on. It's possible that you have locked yourself away because Venus includes things like beauty and art. Maybe you're working on some sort of artistic project behind the scenes maybe there's a new romance and you're keeping it quiet for the moment it could be even because it is places of confinement which includes places like hospitals prisons and uh, retreats like spiritual retreats monasteries that you may benefit through one of those places somehow or maybe you become romantically involved with somebody who's somehow involved with one of those institutions or for those that are battling uh, addictions or something this may actually be a little bit of grace or help in some way i like that because we all need to go away and you know recharge and get rid of things out of our life that we don't need and make room for new stuff so i like you know with libra in there that that's going to be a nice help for that 12th house i, I think it, it's a, it's her house she rules it so <laughs> nice, yeah. nice things I just thinking too, the house of exile. So sometimes this can be associated with somewhere far away. So it's possible that you could become involved with somebody who's from a different country or you're traveling in a different country, which might be more applicable for the ninth house. But sometimes significations can cover 
of several houses. So that's another possibility. And then September 22nd, she's going to be moving into Scorpio. This is your first house, which is usually a very nice house. The only thing I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying usually is because she does not have She's in Scorpio. She's in she's in very much her a house where she does not have any dignity and she doesn't have her tools. She does have the, the tools that Mars will lend her. So she's, you know, but this is the first house and it, it it it's 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 the house where you can, you know, make the changes with yourself. So this is the house of the self. So a new hairstyle. Um red might be a nice color. I don't know. I'm not a hairdresser, but you know, she, but she is, she, but she's going to do things that are going to benefit you in uh, surrounding the house of just yourself. So whether it's a new wardrobe, you know, buy a, buy a red piece of, of, of clothing, it might be a very Venusian when, when Venus is, is in Scorpio in your first house, that might be what you're, what you're attracted to. Um, but yes, it's the it's the it's the house of of your of yourself. So you're going to make improvements, and she will definitely be shining on you in the first house for you. Mm -hmm. And from October seventeenth to November eleventh, Venus will be in Sagittarius, which is your second house. The second house is the house of your personal income and finances. So there might be a little bit of. Uh, increase in your finances at this time maybe there's a bonus or maybe somebody gifts you something whether that's a resource or money or yeah for whatever reason personal finances and resources are likely to be uh, improved somewhat at this time even if just momentarily or one-off very nice and then november 11th she'll be moving into capricorn and that's your third house and the third house you can expect to benefit around you know, short-term transportation, maybe your siblings this is a great, you know, time of year to, to be getting together with uh, your, your family and, and extended family cousins. It's a good time. Very nice because Venus is also about socializing. So any of these places, if we mention people topics, you know, you're likely to benefit through that, but yeah, sometimes you're just socializing and getting along much more harmoniously with the people associated with the house. From December 7th, Venus moves into Aquarius, which is your fourth house, which includes family, but most particularly your parents. It's your home and living situation and real estate matters. So yeah, maybe you're getting along really well or socializing more with the parents, people that you're sharing your home with. Maybe you benefit through real estate in some way. Or yeah, maybe it's just harmonious. Or with the fourth house being where you live, it maybe you're looking to beautify it in some form. And the next planet we're going to be talking about is Mars. And Mars is that he is one of the two of our malefic planets that we have in our universe. He is, uh, for the traditional planets, he is the the next one out from us from the sun. So he's the fourth planet from the sun. And he is in charge of aggression as well as drive courage bravery impatience separation heat you know so he's got the the drive to fight but he also can be responsible for accidents as well so you need to be kind of cautious with with mars and yeah as long i think as long as you're cautious with mars he's should be okay 
hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but he'll be moving into your third house January 4th in Capricorn. He does have some dignity here in Capricorn. This is a sign that in, in your third house, you might have, a, uh, this might be the drive. This You might be getting a new car. I don't know if this, I don't know if you would necessarily get a new car, but this is the, this is the, you could get into a car accident. This is a, it's possible. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be driving and not thinking and 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 making sure that you're you're safe while you're doing it. It's it, this is the third house. This could be times when you could get into fights with your brothers and sisters as well. So it, it is a time to be cautious in your third house. Anytime around Mars. Mars can give you the drive to get things done, but can also separate and give you things that result from not thinking through. Yeah, just going back what you were saying about the car, you know, what popped in my head was road rage, but also speeding tickets <laughs> because Mars yeah. wants to move fast. Wants to go. Mm. From February 13th to March 22nd, Mars will be in Aquarius, which is your fourth house. So the fourth house is your parents and people that you share a home or living situation with, real estate matters, heritage. Mars can be aggressive, so you may need to watch your interactions with parents or people you live with maybe you're a little bit edgy or they're a little bit edgy and you're kind of dealing with that a great way to try and mitigate that is just try and be more active with them not always easy when your parents are older but you know maybe just getting out and walking you know because it's all relative what may seem quite not overly active to you may be quite different to an older person another way to express this would be actually doing something physical like renovating the house or doing something physically active watch out for accidents around the home but usually this is kind of seen as bickering and all that sort of thing just be aware definitely and then um, march 22nd mars will be moving into pisces in the fifth house and the fifth house is your house of children as well as your house of hobbies and your house of, you know, the things that you do for fun. So, you know, Mars in that house, I think Linda had said a while, a couple of episodes back that, you know, watch out for your children to get into accidents a lot here. This could also be, you know, where you're, where you're, you, you were, you're cut off from uh, doing a hobby that you wanted to do. And for some reason it's, it got canceled, you know, like if you, you know, play softball and it just got canceled. This is a, you know, this is that separation. This is a time to you really kind of want to make sure you have your protections in place and make sure that you're 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 staying safe yeah. especially around things that are that, that help you have fun and this is the house is your the, the fifth house is your house of fun so you yeah. want to make sure you're staying safe while you are having fun yeah sports injuries might be something to watch out for there too from april 30th to june 8th mars is going to be in aries in the sixth house so Aries is ruled by Mars, so this is a place where Mars is very resourceful. It's got everything it needs to do what it wants. And uh, traditionally, the sixth house is the house where Mars has its joy. Yeah, look, this can be just like irritations because there's Mars is irritation and kind of, you know, that kind of easy temper. And the sixth house is things like pets and co-workers and employees, service workers, people that um, people who are of service to others, such as doctors, nurses, first responders and that. 
So your interactions with those people may be a little bit more testy at this time, maybe just a little bit more, not aggressive, well, maybe aggressive, <laughs> but just uncomfortable. You know, there can be this edginess there. With Aries in the sixth, like I said, it, it should hopefully be able to manifest a little bit better because it is in its own sign and it is in the house that it does have its joy but it does have its joy there because the sixth house is not an overly good house it is a house of illness so perhaps for some people if you've been sick maybe this is a time when you literally undergo the knife yeah like the i've a lot of serve a lot of people who are service workers like like emts and stuff like that um have mars in their sixth house natally a lot of them do and you know this is also mars is in charge of bravery so this could be mm. a time where bravery steps out you know but you know my taurus self is telling you to be cautious <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and maybe you know you may find that your pets are you know particularly dogs which are a mars world thing maybe you know just a little bit more aggressive or just uh, more energy even just need more walking with mars a really good thing to counteract it is to try and use that energy physically if possible or for some you know put it into drive and ambition you know use it up somehow in a productive way if possible there's there even though it's a it's a malefic planet there's a, lots of things that mars can help you do that's a benefit to you so um, I think they get a bad rap sometimes. June 8th, uh, Mars will be moving into the Taurus and that is your seventh house. And this is the house where, you know, you can have those fights with your, with your spouse, your partner, your, you know, and, and have that, that splitting or, or do something that you're, it is without thought. And this could come back to um not settle well because mars doesn't have a lot of dignity in taurus doesn't it it doesn't it kind of it, it it's it's kind of fighting half hazardly because it doesn't have the it it's fighting with a feather duster when it wants a knife you know so, um you know in taurus it's 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 that's a venus world sign so it's it's kind of it, it's kind of struggling there in the seventh house but uh, you know, but this is the, where you can find those, those fights or, or saying those things without, without thinking. So this would be a time to watch how you talk to your significant other. Yeah. I always think maybe a little bit of passive aggression too with yeah. Mars in Taurus. Yeah. From July 20th to September 4th, Mars will be in Gemini in the eighth house. The eighth house is other people's money, including the partner's money. That can be a business partner or, or a romantic partner. So there might be fights about, you know, how to um, divvy up money, whether that's you're divorcing or separating and you are going through something like that. Or it could be just, you know, I think we should spend it on a holiday and somebody else, you know, the partner thinks you should, you know, save it or do something different. Uh, the eighth house includes things like inheritances. So this could be, you know, you've found out you're going to inherit some money, but somebody's contesting the will. Might not be a great time to get um, a loan from a bank or financial institution. Maybe you don't get the amount that you want. <laughs> it's not actually any kind of people really for the eighth. And it can be anxiety and worry. So there could be like you're getting hot under the collar and anxious and worked up and... <laughs> 
And there's nothing you can really do physically. Well, I don't know. But yeah, just maybe fights and just drama surrounding other people's money. And with all of these, it's not like, you know, for the whole time that Mars is in that sign that every day is just one thing after another. You know, it might be one or two instances. But, you know, if it's going to happen for Scorpio ascendants that you've got issues surrounding uh, wills or a partner's money or whatever, it's likely to be between, you know, uh, July 20th and September 4th when it's in the 8th house of mm. shared finances and resources. And then September 4th, Mars is going to move into Cancer and Cancer is your ninth house. And when Mars is in Cancer, this is a, you know, it's a it's more of an emotional uh, place for Mars to be expressing itself this is a house of the esoteric subjects as well as publishing or law philosophy and higher learning so you could decide to like stop school if you were you know if you are a Scorpio rising this could be a time when you have drive to pursue uh, the esoteric subjects. This could be a time, you know, our, with, with Mars in, in the ninth house, Mars is, is wanting to, to provide drive or separation. So whatever and however you're wanting to work with Mars in this house is, is your choice. It's free will. It's, but Mars is, Mars does have some negative qualities to him, but he's also got that drive. He, he pursues and he gives you that, that that energy just watch out for that emotional aspect because mars can be quite emotional in cancer yeah and i think too sometimes it might be like not you that's actually instigating sometimes it kind of comes from the people or topics associated with uh, that house so you know like beliefs and philosophy maybe you're having an argument with somebody about that but maybe you didn't start it maybe somebody started on you so you can only try your best sometimes. <laughs> From November 3rd, Mars will be in Leo, which is your 10th house. 10th house is uh, our career and public reputation. It's what we're known for. It's a very visible house. So this would be really good if you were known for being hardworking at this time. Leo is a sign that's about leadership. So is Mars. So this would be a great time to kind of step up and show courage and bravery or just hard work and ambition uh, but you know it could also be just fights with authority figures with bosses with clients uh, those that you work with or it might be coming from those people towards you but yeah look if you can put this hard work into driving ambition to do better or propel your reputation in some way that would be great for some it could be you know a loss of a job or it could be um, the loss of uh, a boss or an authority figure and you know when I think about Mars I think about physical energy but also you know driving ambition you know not everything has to be physical you know kind of working hard at a desk job or thinking and you know that's just as draining in that so and then mars is going to end the year in a retrograde or in the retrograde period it's going to station retrograde at six degrees leo on december 6th and then it's going to go so and it's going to start the retrograde in the 10th house and it's going to work back into the ninth house and it's going to go direct at 17 degrees cancer 
um, on February 23rd. So that's the, it's about a five week period, even longer than that, that it's in a retrograde period. And it's going to go into your 10th house and then it's going to retrograde back into your ninth house. So those topics are going to cover, you know, like Linda said earlier, your, your house of reputation, the house of of your reputation as well as career. And then it's going to go back into the ninth house of philosophy and, and how you view the world. So those, this is where Mars is going to play out. And when it, when it does, when it's in a retrograde, it's kind of asking you to revisit certain issues of, you know, issues that you might've been fighting against this all might be coming up for you again. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the ninth house in your case is uh cancer where it is in fall so mars isn't very strong there like donna said earlier it's quite emotional and with mars too quite often things can kind of slow down mars just wants to go it just wants to go forward and being held back it uh, can get quite agitated it's frustrating so matters to do with korea may slow down you may not have the momentum that you want and, you know, and then there's these issues with, you know, it could be the law. So it could be a lawsuit. It could be just um, the police. <laughs> it could be, um, you know, philosophy, religion, foreigners, all sorts of things. So those things may be two separate incidences too, or it might be linked together. And um, for some, it may not make much of an impact at all. It may be like, oh, yeah, things are, you know, slow at work. You know, you were hoping to achieve this target and it's, you know, not going to be met in time or not when you thought it would. Uh, Whereas for others, it might be quite dramatic. And that tends to be, you know, when you've got natal planets or chart points that are being hit by these um, stationing degrees or even between where Mars is going over that old ground. The retrograde, the shadow period is from October 5th. So any themes that come up October 5th to May 2nd will be where the shadow period is. And that's where you could see those revisiting those issues of and having aggression, courage and drive come up. Yeah. Come back and bite you. <laughs> Which is a very Mars thing. Yes, it is a very Mars thing. The next planet out, we'll be talking about Jupiter. And Jupiter is the greater benefic. He is the um planet that brings the good things around the Jupiter issues, which is you know, uh, higher philosophy and uh, making things bigger and you know, he's the planet of generosity. So we kind of like Jupiter. Uh, he he provides growth for us. One of the major shifts that, that he's going to do is he's going to move right next to or right on top of Uranus. And Uranus is that planet of uh, of shock and, and rebellion and revolutionary kind of thought. Uh, so I'm I, I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know why. You know, it it, it has a lot to do with the, the good things that are going to happen. This is going to happen in the sign of Taurus. And it's going to happen. It's, Jupiter will conjoin Uranus at 21 degrees, 49 minutes of Taurus on April 20th. This is only 12 days after an eclipse. So there's going to be a lot of energy anyway in the air, I'm suspecting. And this is going to be happening in your seventh house. So you can expect on, on a personal level, some expansion or some, you know, shocks, awakenings 
around this in the seventh house issues of the you know your your partner so this is a should be an interesting time mm, indeed <laughs> from the 25th of may uh jupiter will enter gemini in your eighth house unfortunately jupiter and gemini is in detriment because gemini is ruled by mercury which is the opposite of jupiter jupiter's big picture mercury's minor detail drilling down to the detail jupiter is not able to work as effectively as it wants but it is a benefic it does tend to bring good things and it does tend to enlarge things in your eighth house that's other people's money so that could include shared uh, finances and resources particularly with a partner whether that's a business partner or a romantic partner so maybe your partner in, uh, comes into some money at this time and you may benefit through them this includes things like wills, inheritances, taxes, hopefully not a big tax bill, but hopefully it's of benefit to you. Usually uh, Jupiter brings good things, but, you know, if it was aspecting, say, Mars or <laughs> something else in your chart, it may not be that good. It's debts, loans, financial agreements, insurance. So, yeah, you may benefit in some way through those topics and uh, I believe Jupiter will be in Gemini for the full year like from May 2024 probably up until about May or June next year because it will retrograde in Gemini it's not going to retrograde back into Taurus so it'll spend the, the first half of the year in Taurus and then go into Gemini and do all of its and uh, yeah well with Jupiter all the planets have a retrograde period most of the time um, and Jupiter will station retrograde at 21 degrees Gemini, 20 minutes on October 9th, and it will station direct at 11 degrees, 16 minutes in Gemini on a, on February 4th. So that's all the way in 2025 in your, and this is going to happen in your eighth house. So it's going to kind of do that retrograde period over the end of next year, over the end of 2024 i have to say 2024 because we're, we're we're recording this the end of november so <laughs> i'm a little wonky with the uh years so it's going to when it moves into gemini it's going to that's where it's going to have its retrograde period and that's going to happen between october 9th and february 4th so uh it, the eighth house is the house of um, other people's money and you might be getting uh, an inheritance but with the retrograde in there it might cause a, a snafu or, or a delay of some kind getting that money it you might be entitled to money but it might be coming slow yeah and you know you may get a little bit discouraged about it because Jupiter is optimism and enthusiasm and you know you might be all you know excited and really ex you know revved up about this joint financial money or you know other people's money coming towards you but yeah, you might have to wait or even come up with a whole new plan. And then the next planet we're going to be talking about is Saturn. And Saturn is the other malefic planet that we have in our universe. Saturn, you know, and traditionally was the farthest planet that we could see. So it was the boundaries. And that's exactly what Saturn does, is it, it represents boundaries and restrictions. It also represents, um, it's, you know, it's, you know, things that take a long time. Was considered planet that was the no <laughs> planet is saturn is the is the planet that says you know 
I want to build a tree house, but did you, did you get the, the paperwork? Did you, did you make sure you measured twice? You know, it, it kind of makes you do the rules. It's in Pisces now and will stay in Pisces in your fifth house. So this is going to be very restricted of your rules, you know, with around things that you're, you create. This is, it could be your kids or artwork or hobbies of some kind. This could be a restriction and show up like, you know, well, we, we had a softball game going, but we're not going to do that anymore. Or, you know, if you want to do, if you want to play pool, that's okay. But you have to like, you, like you have to be barefoot and you, you know, you have to like drink a ton of water, you know, just have a ton of rules that you have that, that weren't normally there. So that, that's the kind of thing that you might run into is run into more rules. <laughs> that's how I've noticed Saturn in the fifth house. I know when uh, I had Saturn in the fifth house, uh, which was 25 years ago or something, but um, yeah, not a good time for dating. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but yeah maybe socializing is curtailed at this time somewhat too or but for some because Saturn is also older people you know maybe you're socializing with older people which is you know a different manifestation because that's a really interesting thing about astrology you know the planets have different significations and uh, can cover all sorts of things and the houses have quite a few significations so sometimes you you kind of explain it to somebody and then they you know say oh this is what's happening it's like oh of course but I never thought to say that because it's you know bizarre or not that you know hanging out with old people is bizarre but you might decide that you want to do a hobby that only an older person would be able to to tell you like you might pick up knitting and and seek out an older person who knows how to knit Mm, true true very good Saturn will retrograde from the 29th of June. It will station retrograde at 19 degrees Pisces and it won't station direct until the 15th of November. That will be at 12 Pisces. So when Saturn's retrograde, those rules and limitations can seem a little bit overwhelming. It may be just quite frustrating. You know, there's delays, there's restrictions, and at this time, when Saturn's not retrograde, you might be a little bit more, not complacent, but a little bit more okay with having to take your time and do things exactly by the book. You may find that a little bit more challenging when Saturn is retrograde. It may lead to extra delays. In the fifth house, it's unfortunate because the fifth house is a fun house. Saturn is the planet of no. So, but you know, it will be here. I think it's here for 2024 and 2025. So look, great time to not necessarily during the retrograde, though retrograde is going over things, but just generally speaking, good time to lay some solid foundations regarding those topics, whether that's children, you know, getting them on some sort of routine structure or, you know, your hobbies or art or socializing, you know, you kind of always saying to your friends, oh, we need to catch up. Maybe you actually decide that, well, okay, once every two months, we will catch up, you know, the first Monday of every second month or something. Yeah. Saturn is the planet of not now. Mm. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get there or not do something. It just means that it's, it's, it's just not now. <laughs> I was doing, oh. I did an election though for someone and they wanted to go on a trip and I was like, oh, you got Saturn you know, so you might expect, you know, a, a, a delay. Okay. You know, they, they went on the trip anyway, but it's a delay. 
Yeah. Sometimes it is just no, though. This probably wouldn't be an awfully good time to be trying for a baby, but there may be other things in your chart that are indicative of that. So, or you may just need to wait until Saturn's moved out of the fifth. That could be very likely. <laughs> if you have other planets in your natal chart that uh, su support that. And the next planet we're going to be talking about is the farthest planet that we know about in our universe. And that's Pluto. Pluto in 2024 is going to be going in and it's doing this dance between two signs. It's, it's going actually between uh, Capricorn and Aquarius. And it's going to re-enter Aquarius January 20th. It was briefly in Aquarius, uh, and that's this is in your fourth house, from March 23rd to June 11th, and then it went back into Capricorn. So we had a taste of it uh, March to June. So yeah, hopefully you maybe have gotten some kind of whispers of where that change in your life is because Pluto is that planet of um, change, transformation, making big things small or small things big, as well as that planet of intensity and power struggles. So yeah, you want to be kind of cautious with Pluto. And, you know, it's not like Pluto moves anywhere fast. It's the slowest planet. It takes 240 years plus to go all the way around the sun just even once. So it spends a lot of time in, in, a, in, a, in a sign, except when it's going back and forth. And it, it'll go back and forth between two signs, uh, two, three to five times every time it moves a sign. So it, it does, it does like to play that dance, but this is a, a, a planet that we do need to take notice. Although they say it is the smallest planet, it is, it does have a big impact. It's going to be going over your fourth house. So the fourth house is the house where you're, where you're going to have that transformation, whether it's, you know, moving out older kids or moving in younger kids, it's the house, it's, your house is going to be going through some kind of transportation or transformation, whether it's, whether you're, you're just putting on new siding, a, 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 you know, painting it a different color or moving entirely. This is something around you, your, your living situation that's going to be changing. So that's, uh, that's where this, that's where this energy is, or, or your, your parents, your lineage, something might be trans transforming in those areas. This is the fourth house area. So and uh, from the 1st of September 2024, Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn. This is in your third house and it will finally leave Capricorn on the 19th of November 2024 and it won't be back in Capricorn for another 240 plus years. So if you have something in Capricorn, particularly the late degrees, this might be wrapping up something. Uh, Pluto was in Capricorn from 2008. It did duck back into Sagittarius early on, like Donna said, you know, when it's changing signs, it does kind of, you know, dip a toe in and then back back and because it moves so slowly. But generally speaking, we've had Pluto in Capricorn since 2008 up until 2023 when it did dip its toe into Aquarius, but it came back. And then in 2024, it's back in Aquarius. And this is the final foray in Capricorn. So matters to do with your third house, which is siblings and other close family like cousins, aunts, uncles, 
uh, communications in general, transportation, neighbours, your general neighbourhood. These are things that are all very familiar to you, your day-to-day life. There may be some sort of transformation regarding that. That could be, you know, maybe you moved into a different neighbourhood in that time. Maybe your relationship with neighbours or your general local community changed in some major way or with siblings or close family relatives. It's also short courses, early childhood education. So those topics may have undergone some sort of transformation during that time. That may be settling down because it is going to move more fully into Aquarius. So those fourth house matters that Donna was talking about, parents, real estate matters, your home and living situation are going to be more of the focus as Pluto moves into Aquarius. Pluto will re-enter Aquarius November 19th and will remain in Aquarius in your fourth house until March 8th, 2043. So you have a lot of time to get used to Pluto in your fourth house. It'll move into your fifth house in 2043. So you got some time. (laughs) You know, if you've got planets in, you know, the fourth or the third house, you know, if a planet is going over one of your natal planets, you're going to feel it much more significantly, or if it's opposing or squaring it, or even sextiling or trining it, you know, but if it's not making any contact with your natal planets you may it may be more of a background theme and then we have the eclipses now there's going to be four eclipses this year we're going to start off with the lunar eclipse on march 25th and that's going to happen at five degrees libra in your 12th house and you know the 12th house is the house of undoing the eclipses really really kind of eclipse things in and out of your life there they they bring things in and they also take things away so that's going to be the first eclipse the next eclipse is going to happen on and this is going to be a solar eclipse on april 8th 2024 and that's going to happen at 19 degrees aries and that's going to happen in your sixth house the eclipses happen on the axes of you know aries libra and then and then they they move in in the reverse order and and that's how they advance and and they go through different houses and they stay in two houses for about 18 months to two years so that's where the eclipses will happen on the axis and and those can be impactful if you have planets on these degrees and that um solar eclipse on the 8th of april for those living in the u.s uh, may be quite significant particularly if you do have planets around about 19 aries or other cardinal points so 19 aries libra capricorn or cancer The reason I say that is because a lot of people believe that an eclipse is more significant when you are actually in an area where you can observe it. And this solar eclipse, the path where people can see it, crosses the US. We had one on the 14th of October, 2023, that went from the West Coast. Oregon to Florida, basically, Uh or actually northern, northern South America. Yeah. And uh, this, the actual two paths meet round about San Antonio, which is rather interesting. You think, you think all of the, I think they all go from west to east. Well, I was talking about the cross, the path, go gotcha. from east to west, but I'm just thinking like the arm appears to, yeah. 
I'm a Pisces and Mercury. Second, one, one leg went from Oregon to Northern uh, South America. And then this one will basically go from like Hawaii to Greenland. Okay. Yeah. I never that's how I that. think they run. Hmm. That's a good point. Anyway, they're going to meet in San Antonio. So that's interesting. So, so if they're going to cross. You, yeah. Yeah. If you're born in San Antonio... <laughs> and you have planets around about 19 Aries, we want to hear from you after the eclipse. And with eclipses, it's not necessarily, um, you know, oh, this is the actual day. It has to happen then. Uh, I've heard a month either side of the eclipse, you might notice the events, and sometimes it can take up to six months. But, yeah, interesting, just very interesting for people uh, living in that eclipse path. And eclipses come in Saros series. The solar eclipses do anyway. And Saros series are kind of just a, a family of eclipses. And every 18 years we have an eclipse that uh, belongs to the same Saros series. So Donna, do you want to say um, what this Saros series is all about? This Saros series um, is Saros series uh, eight North is, will have a lot to do with, um, well, it started uh, May 17th, 1501. So that's how old this, the series has been going. It was, it also had the same series going in 1952, 1970, 2006. And it has a lot to do with inventiveness and flashes of genius. This is from the um, Bernadette Brady's Predictive Astrology, The Eagle and the Lark. So that's what this book is from. Uh, inventiveness and flashes of genius are the hallmark of the Saros series. The individual have intuitive leaps, insights, good ideas, visions, or vivid dreams. This newfound inspiration will pull the person away from his or her social life or relationship, thereby causing strain in the private life. This is a time when the person needs to be free, if only for a few weeks. <laughs> so, and that is so close to that Uranus, you know, that. Yeah, that's uh, rebellion on the 20th. With this um, axis of eclipses that Scorpio's been having, it's been over the 12th and 6th house, which are difficult houses. We've got the houses of our undoing and the house of illness. There are other topics as well, such as, you know, the sixth house is service to others and pets and employees and that. But this could be quite a difficult series for a lot of Scorpio ascendants. And if that's the case, the good news is that they're coming to an end soon. <laughs> um, we do have one more Libra eclipse that will be on the 2nd of October 2024. And the final of the uh, this Aries Libra ones will be in March 2025. We do have the start of um, the Pisces Virgo ones in September, 17th of September. We have a lunar eclipse in Pisces, which will be the fifth house, which is a lot more interesting. And did you want to um, read out what the 2nd of October solar eclipse is all about? I, I will. That sounds great. This is the Saros cycle that started April 1st, 1718. And this has a lot lot to do with, um, according to Bernadette Brady's book, Predictive Astrology, The Eagle and the Lark, has a lot to do with separation and loss, to be parted, to finish something, and to feel sad at its completion. Physical injury is also possible through, through overstraining one's strength. This is not the time to undertake strenuous physical activities. And these were the same 
Sarah cycle happened in, again in, in 1952, 1970, 1988, 2006. So whatever was happening back in those years, if you can kind of remember what those eclipses were about, might give you some idea of what you might see for this eclipse. And yeah, that's a pretty, uh, it's not the most joyful uh, Saros series, is it? And in the 12th house, that mm. could be difficult for some, but it may not be as shocking unless you have planets round about the eclipse degree, which for the October one is uh, at 10 Libra. If you have 10 uh, degrees of the other cardinal signs, so Aries, Cancer and Capricorn, they may also be uh, feeling that a little bit too, or you may be feeling that more significantly. And that was the major transits that you will be facing if you are a Scorpio rising. Linda, where can people get a hold of you and what are you doing? I'm at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. And I offer natal readings, year ahead readings and relationship readings. And Donna, what do you offer and where can people find you? You can get a hold of me. My website is donnabeastrology.com and you can get a hold of me at donnabarconsulting at gmail.com. And I, I do natal readings, uh, astrology natal readings. I do electional and horary, a tiny bit of medical. And then um, I also work with crystals and stones for energy healing. So mm -hmm. that's how you can get a hold of me. Excellent. So that's um, 2024 for Scorpio. If you found this interesting or helpful, we'd really appreciate a like or a comment. We'd love to read the comments. Uh, particularly as um, you're going through some of these experiences. Oh, I was going to say every two weeks we do a full moon or a new moon forecast. We look at the full new moon and we do horoscopes for all the signs and we look at the upcoming aspects between the planets in that next two-week period until the next full or new moon. So that's something that interests you. I suggest you subscribe. That would be great. Wonderful. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Bye.